Hey guys, in this week's video, we're gonna to cut to a live training that I held just last week on the Gold Coast, where we brought uh, a small group together uh, in the room, and then we had a larger group dial in online. Um, and, uh, and so in this video, I talk about a concept of all in, and, uh, and how if we kind of embody that, it's going to be uh, a personal culture, and a culture that invades the body of Christ, that'll wake us up from a slumber, and make us effective from the kingdom of God. Let's watch the video. See, one of the things that can happen as we go and try and do something great, either for the Lord or for ourselves or for both, one of the biggest mistakes we can make is we can go all in in just one area of our lives. And it would not be success in the kingdom of God for you to go all in in one area of your life and completely neglect the rest. And there have been countless stories and examples of businessmen, mostly men, who have decided to go all in in business and neglected along the way their health and their family and their spiritual journey. And at some point along that journey, what started as a blessing of being prospered in business became a curse because they were only all in in one area. So I want to present to you today a concept of just deciding that you will be all in, in life actually, which means that it crosses more boundaries than just business. So it is about being all in in business, but it's all about being all in when it comes to looking after the people that you trust most, like your family, like building relationships, like your walk with the Lord, like doing your exercise and just deciding to be one of those people who commits 100% and they are all in. What this means is you just decide to be all in in whatever you are doing at the time. So when you're in your business, you're all in. When you're at church on Sunday, you're all in, taking notes, reading, following along. Does this make sense? When you're at home group, you're all in. When you're with your kids, you're all in, which means nothing else. You're all in. You're engaging with them. You're looking at them. You're playing the games they want to play. It means that when you spend time with your spouse, you're all in. It's a concept that will get rid of the apathy that has crept through humanity, but certainly the body of Christ. It is the antidote to a mediocre life, but it's a decision that you have to make. It is literally a switch inside of you that says, from this moment forward, I'm going to play all in. Let me tell you, you will have a richer life if you decide to be all in in everything you do rather than all in in one thing that you do. What's really interesting for me is that some of you might be sitting there thinking now, but if I'm all in in every area, I can't be all in in my business. I disagree. I think that if you started to approach your business with the concept of all in, then you wouldn't have to be at the office for 12 hours a day and neglect the things that matter. You would be able to do in eight hours what you're currently doing in 12 because you'd be so focused and so productive and so efficient that you wouldn't have to be away from those other areas of your life because you're all in when you're doing the stuff in the business, which will free you up to be all in around the dinner table with the family. It's a concept. It's a lifestyle. And it, once you adopt this, you end up living as somebody that's just passionate. You're just passionate. And you don't, you don't mind where your passion goes. It goes on the very thing you're in front of in the moment. 
And I want to give you permission that it's okay to go all in. The minute you start hedging and going, well, I don't know. You will produce average results in every area of your life if you start hedging your bets. One foot in, one foot out. Disaster. Can you imagine what would happen to the body of Christ in a 10, 20, 30 year window if every believer just decided that's it. I'm going to make my life count and I'm going all in in everything I find myself doing. See, a lot of the body of Christ are in a slumber because they're hedging. I'm a little bit into Jesus, but I got a little bit in the world. Or I kind of really want it, but I don't want to pay the price. Hedging. It's the opposite to all in. So I guess my question for you is what would it take for you to just decide from this moment forward that as a human being, as a son, a daughter of the king, that you just decide to be all in with whatever you find yourself doing in the moment? What would have to change? And I think if you did decide to live like that, then when it comes to the end of your life, you've got a lot more chance of hitting your potential. What do you reckon? If you're with me on the stream, give me a thumbs up. I want to rattle your cage a little bit and first of all give you permission, but second of all tell you, that for you to live like that, you're going to have to turn your back on some things. You'll have to turn your back on the comfort of where you're living today. You'll have to turn your back possibly on some of the people around you who have made it their ministry to make sure you play small. You actually may have to turn your back on some things and that's okay too. One life. One life. So while we're on the topic of potential, I wondered if you've ever, ever actually sat there and worked out what is your potential. You thought we were just going to slip into the end of Friday and you'd be able to go and sit in the traffic on the way home, but no. What is your potential? And, and I'm actually asking it to you as a question that I want you to answer with as much detail as you know today. What is your potential? Let's just say in business, because it'll be broader than that. But in business, what is your potential that you can see? And I want to give you license to be totally okay with whatever number you see as your potential. If it's that you run a million dollar company, and you see that that's a stretch and that's your potential, I'm pumped. If it's 10 million, if it's 100 million, if it's a billion, I'm pumped. But I wonder if you actually stop to think about it, what is the potential that you know is inside of you, but perhaps nobody has ever let you discover it because it seems fleshy or worldly, but it's not. I wonder if you thought about it, what is the potential that you see for your life? What is your potential? So the reason why this is important for me 
is because I think we would achieve a lot more in our life if we changed the conversation and if we had a different criteria for what we call success. Worldly success is great. It's houses, cars, bling, stuff. But I wonder if the kingdom, if we could reframe what success looks like, and I wonder whether we became, what would happen if we became enamored with the concept of my single largest goal in my life is to grow into the person that I could possibly be. I wonder if we made it one of our major focuses was to actually get up every single day with the intention of becoming more like that person you see fulfilling your potential. So as you're sitting here today, you're achieving a certain amount of success. But there's this other person that you can see. And I wonder what would happen in our lives if we just made a conscious decision to get up every single day and grow to be more like that person. Forgetting stuff, forgetting things, forgetting what the world would call success. It's okay to have those things, but I think they become secondary to the goal of becoming the person that you could possibly be in your life. Because here's what I know. I know that you can chase things and you may miss your potential, but if you chase your potential, you'll definitely get the things. So it's swapping out what we get up and chase every day. Am I saying you can't have nice things? Of course not. Like the poster says, if you don't enjoy the journey, you won't endure the journey. You've got to enjoy the journey. But I I think sometimes we can sell ourselves short because, because the things that keep us on the path often become the end game and often can become a distraction to what I think is the real end game, which is to get up every day and grow into the person God has for us and go from glory to glory every single day so that when we get to the end of our life, we are playing all in with the gifts and talents he had us doing the thing that he's got for us. And then when, you know, like when we finally get to that judgment seat and he kind of holds us to account, then the person I am in the seat is very, very similar to the person that he had me become. Because I can tell you, I don't think it's going to be very comfortable when you sit in the judgment seat and the person that he wanted you to become is nothing like the person you are that day. And so I want to flip the conversation and say, what would your life have to look like if you just decided to get up every day with a single focus of saying, Lord, I want to go to bed tonight looking more like the person that you have for me achieving my potential than when I woke up. You talk about wanting to be happy or fulfilled. Let me tell you, you'll be more fulfilled by growing into the person than you will be by anything you can buy yourself or do for yourself. You can buy happiness, but you can't buy fulfillment. So... This conversation should bring some liberty to some 
who have been trying to achieve an arbitrary number because they feel like that number is what they constitute as success. See, a lot of people make these things, I must be a million dollar business. Well, who cares if you're 973,000 or a million and 36? It's only an arbitrary figure that you pulled out of somewhere based on your life's experiences. All right, there are, we pick these random things like, you know, to have a Commodore SV6 is success. And then somebody else says, no, 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 it needs to be an Aventador. And then somebody else says, whatever it needs to be, it's an arbitrary thing. And I, and I kind of feel like chasing those things as the end game will rob you of fulfillment along the journey. And so it should bring a whole bunch of liberty and freedom to you, understanding that you can have those things, but you'll have a much richer life if you chase the person that you could possibly become. So, if we're going to grow something new, then we may need to prune something old. And I base that on the all six minutes I've spent being a gardener in my life. But I've seen other, I've seen other people work in my garden. So, Three-minute exercise. What might you need to let go of right now? Please don't put down your husband or your wife because I don't want to be the cause of that conversation. But what else do you, what might you need to let go of today that will give you the freedom to move forward into the person that you can become? Because at the end of your life, you're accountable for you and nobody else. So I just want you to have three minutes now. What needs to be pruned from my life so that I can walk into the new that God has for me. All right. So once we've worked out what we need to prune and what we need to cut, first of all, you need to go do that. But from there on, the next part of the question is, now we've got to walk this thing out. Getting up every day and working out, okay, how do I go to bed tonight looking more like the person that God has for me so that I can fulfill my potential? How do we do that? Well, I think we need to, get, I think we need to go back to something that we talked about yesterday, and start to add to the list of our daily rituals. Because when I hear Nathan's going to stand up, he's going to do a billion and a half. A billy and a half. Not even one billy, not even half, but one and a half billion. I sit here and I'm like, there is no doubt in my mind that a guy with his work ethic and his God could achieve that. But you think he might need to know some things that he doesn't know today. So then I go, how do we make this tangible? I mean, I kind of think to myself, like, do you think you might have to understand capital raising? Like, do you think you might actually have to understand international banking? Do you think it'll be a good idea if Nathan's going to do a billion and a half in all those jurisdictions around the world, that he might actually have to understand, like, global accounting? Yeah? So which part of that should Nathan now be focusing on today? Because if he's not doing it today, he's not going to get it tomorrow. And if we just literally go back to what does it take to be all in, it looks like lining up my today with my perfect future so that I've got a chance of hitting my potential. Because if you put it off, 
Because at some point in the future, when you've picked an arbitrary figure or an arbitrary time, then you're going to do it. You won't do it. One of the reasons why the cares of this world rob so many people of their potential is because they, they, they wait until another time to take it serious, and somewhere between now and that time, they get robbed by the cares of this world. If you want to stop yourself being robbed by the cares of the world, get on the tracks today, even to a small degree, get on the tracks today that lead you to the destination. You have far less chance of being taken out by the enemy or your own stupidity if you're on the tracks today to get where you want to be. If you're putting it off until some other time, you're not all in. You're half in, half out, who cares? And by the way, the kingdom does not need any more people who are half in and half out. We've got lots and lots and lots of those. So what needs to change for you on a daily basis so that what you're doing on a daily basis is lining up with this ridiculously large potential. And by the way, that's only the potential that you can see today. I wonder when I speak to Nathan in 17 years, whether he goes 1.5 billion chicken feed. God showed me when I hit 700 million that I could do $5 billion. Understand the point? Somewhere along the journey, the actual potential that you see may change and increase, and that's great. But just get on them tracks today. So to make this really practical, what do you need to add into your daily rituals starting, oh, I don't know, tomorrow? No sleep, no rest. Might crash, might. Rest. But first I stretch. Tell them run it off.